the disaffiliation dilemma in a local United Methodist Church. Part 1, Discernment and Divorce, here on episode 93 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and we welcome you to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. And here in episode 93, we have part one of a two-part series dealing with one of the more discouraging aspects of the current state of the United Methodist Church, the disaffiliation dilemma, particularly as it impacts a local United Methodist Church. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to a United Methodist staff person who, among other things in her portfolio, deals with discernment and disaffiliation issues in local churches, along with the healing and wholeness aspects as well, as well as devoted local United Methodist layperson who's a part of that church. We're going to get granular today as we discover as we discuss what happens in the disaffiliation discussion through the discernment process, through the voting process about whether to disaffiliate or not. So today's topic is going to be part one, discernment and divorce. And this is episode 93 and we'll follow it up on episode two, episode number, part two of this episode, which is episode 94, we'll talk about recovery and hope for the future of a local United Methodist Church. We are incredibly privileged to have a couple people who've been involved with the dynamic that's happening in many of our United Methodist churches right now, the very painful process of discerning whether you're going to have a vote to disaffiliate or not, the inner workings of the church administratively and interpersonally, friendships, family relationships, mission events, community events, all these things which are impacted in the mission and ministry of a local church, which is going through the the process of deciding whether to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church or not. So we have with us as our guest today with myself and Bishop Trumbull, Tracy Leslie, who's the Associate Director of Innovation, Engagement, and Development of the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church. And she was intimately involved with one of the local United Methodist Church in the 
churches in the Indiana Conference, the North Madison United Methodist Church in Madison, Indiana, and we're very pleased to have one of the very devoted and dedicated laypersons from the North Madison United Methodist Church, Tanya Hess. In this episode of To Be Encouraged, it is being done in a narrative or narration style. So I just wanted to say a word about what you'll be hearing here uh, today. I, uh, inter- I, Brad Meller, interviewed Tracy and Tribble later on was able to uh, offer his insights into the answers that Tracy and Tanya gave to us. So you'll hear uh, myself setting up the question, uh, setting up the the question, and then either Tanya or Tracy or both of them commenting on the question at hand, and then Bishop Bishop Tremble commenting on the statements that, that they make. I think you'll get the hang of it. It's a good. It's a good thing. I hope that you'll listen carefully to this episode and to the follow-up episode, episode 94, where we talk about the next steps. It may very well be applicable to your church if you're a local church pastor or a local church layperson who's having these discussions as well. I think you're going to find this incredibly helpful. And again, a word of thanks for people who are sharing out of some painful experiences meant to be helpful to you and indeed encouraging to local churches which are choosing to have the hard conversations around the uh, basically the divorce conversation regarding disaffiliation in their church. So again, a big thanks to Tracy Leslie and to Tanya Hess. Let's uh, join the conversation that I had with them and the comments from, from Bishop Julius Trimble here on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Let's begin by having a conversation with Reverend Tracy Leslie, the Associate Director of Innovation, Engagement, and Development, Indiana Conference United Methodist Church, to understand a little more clearly what her role is and her connection between the conference staff and leadership in terms of serving and resourcing a church and the pastor and the laypersons of a church that's having the conversation around disaffiliation and how her role can serve people going through this very tough time. Significant amount of the work that I do, it's around what are called lost congregations. And those are congregations that take training to to learn how to better welcome folks who have experienced that pain and, and that hurt from a congregation that disaffiliated or was even just divisive around this issue. And so I do train with congregations to help them understand the dynamics of that and how to welcome well. Well, I think there's nothing more critical than helping congregations understand how to welcome. My wife and I, we have an opportunity to visit congregations, and often we we rate ourselves higher than we should in terms of our capacity to welcome strangers, people who are not already part of what I call the the collective community that we call church. So Tracy's leadership in this role, particularly at this particular juncture in history, is, is critical for the Indiana Conference, and hopefully we'll be setting some examples that best practices that can be used by other conferences as well. We don't just wake up knowing, I think, how, Brad, how to welcome others. 
I think that's something that comes with with some collective training and learning together and practicing. So this is something we think is a good investment for us at this particular time, not just because of disaffiliation, just be, but because there are so many people in Indiana that don't have a place to call their spiritual home, their church. In a local United Methodist Church, any conversation around disaffiliation begins with some conversations in the hallways and the parking lots and other places about dissatisfaction, such as the case at the North Madison United Methodist Church in Madison, Indiana, and dedicated layperson Tanya Hess begins to unpack for us and sort out in our conversation some of the background and some of the history behind the conversation which led to a eventual vote on disaffiliation at the North Madison United Methodist Church. Let's hear Tanya's story. Sure. It was probably back in September of 2022, our administration at the church had uh, decided to enter into that period of discernment. And there were disaffiliation talks. There were many committee meetings, uh, town hall meetings, surveys, question answer sessions. And as the months progressed, I just kept getting very discouraged. And um, throughout these years, even though I haven't lived uh, back home for many years, I kept in touch with a lot of my former youth group members or adults that were mentors at the church or the nearby United Methodist churches. And kind of in a large uh, group text, I had a friend reply and said that, you know, you need to talk to somebody. And it was uh, her United Methodist church pastor. And it was Pastor Tracy, who was in Lafayette at the time with the Trinity. And so I reached out to Tracy because uh, we're a connectional church. I knew she would help me. And she answered every text, every phone call, email, and with um, a lot of factual information and encouragement. And um, with our disaffiliation, I thought there was a lot of confusion. Excuse me, with our disaffiliation talks, I thought, felt there was a lot of confusion, not a lot of forthright information coming to our congregation. And I just want to, you know, speak up and reach out and have my questions answered. And Tracy was very, very helpful with that. Uh, we had a um, leading up to in April, it was uh, April 17th was our disaffiliation vote or vote to if we were going to stay United Methodist or if we were going to disaffiliate from the, the de- denomination. And it turned out to be a very, very close vote. And as a result, we, we had lost between a half or two thirds of our members. And of course, Tracy was there a- after that and uh, with her new role and has, has helped with our rebuilding process. You said there are a lot of Tanya's out there. And uh, she said two things that really touched my heart. And, and I, I feel for Tanya because I know she's not alone. She said, one, she's been discouraged. Disaffiliation and even the process of quote unquote Brad discernment can be dis this discouraging because you're discerning not about what God's will is for us to grow the church or a God's will for us to our next mission focus, but you're actually asking people who are part of the body of Christ in a congregation to discern whether or not we want to divorce the United Methodist denomination. So that in and of itself I know has got to be it was discouraging for me and I was not living it out as a member of a local congregation 
or a pastor of a local conference, but as a bishop. The other thing she said, which I, I also found to be encouraging, and that was she said, and she said it matter-of-factly, as, as I said and you said, she said, we are a connectional church. She didn't use it as a disparaging word or a curse word. She said, we are a connectional church. So I reached out to get help. There's so many people who love Jesus and are United Methodists, but don't understand that and maybe ha don't have a person to call. That's the reason we've been get embarked on this commitment and this journey of reaching out to person who really want to focus on the mission of being United Methodists and making disciples. We're not trying to badmouth people that have made a decision to leave, but we think we need to really help people experience a period, a long period maybe, of healing so that we can, those of us who want to be United Methodists and continue to focus on the cross and flame, can really experience help from the Connectional Church. And that's the reason that Tracy's in her role, but it's not a, her job alone. It's all of our all of our responsibility to help people understand that we have a commitment to still make disciples of Jesus Christ, transform the world, and do it with healthy congregations. And some of our congregations have been literally decimated because of the discernment and disaffiliation process. In a local United Methodist Church, conversations around dissatisfaction eventually lead to conversations in meetings and eventually official process of discernment about whether a vote is to be taken regarding disaffiliation or not. In this part of our conversation, uh, Tanya Hess goes a little deeper about what eventually led to a vote on disaffiliation taking place at Madison North United Methodist Church and some of the pain and some of the drama and some of the circumstances surrounding that. It's worth a listen to understand a little bit about the details of this process and some of the painful points and some of the important points which have to be addressed for a church that's considering disaffiliation. It, it was decided to, to have the vote and I think probably both sides, because now our church is being, I think what was so painful is those months you were watching your church, you know, family basically split and, and you didn't know how it was going to go down. So I'm going to say our church was on both sides. There were, we had people on both sides of the issue. And so you're, you're watching our, we're supposed to be, in unity with each other and you're watching our, your church divide. So that was what was so painful. And I think both sides were shocked as, you know, you could, you could hear a, a, a pin drop really in the sanctuaries where we held the vote. And when it was decided that our church would remain United Methodists, where the one side who, who wanted us to leave were for sure that they were going to, you know, get the church and the church property. And then those of us who wanted to remain United Methodist with their, our church. Our church had just celebrated that year its 175th birthday as commissioned Methodist church. So this church has a lot of history and heritage. And so to, you know, to sit in the pews with those who decided to, you know, kind of be dismissive of that was very painful. And so when it came down to the vote, I think everyone was just shocked in, in, in the room. Wow. There, there, there's nothing, uh, there's no getting around that. It, just to hear that as people describe their experience, 
is palpable. It's, 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 you know, people were experiencing a visceral experience of, you know, you can hear a pin drop because where Jesus prays in John 17, that we all might be one. He prays not just for the disciples, not just for those who, who were first century Christians, but he prays for the church today. So it's almost counterintuitive. We're not, our DNA, as one of my colleague bishops says, we weren't built to be, uh, to be divided. We were built to, to, to really come around for congregations to be united. So it, the discernment process brought drama, the disaffiliation brought drama. And when congregations actually came to the point of voting, there, there, was, there was drama. It was, it's a no-win situation, no matter which way the vote goes, particularly when it's not a significant majority, either a, a, a significant majority of people who discerned to stay or discerned that they want to leave. And here in the story of our 175th anniversary, I preached at many of the churches that have experienced 175 years of ministry since I've been here for seven plus years as the resident bishop of Indiana. I know what it is to celebrate with churches that have celebrated 150 years, 175 years. And that's how many years they've been connected to the Methodist movement. So for churches to discern to stay, or discern to leave and then lose members as a result of that is very, very painful. Again, which is the reason that we really need to come around each, come alongside each other and for a long season of prayer and, and, and create places where we can welcome folks who may want to come back. I think there are people who may want to come back to the United Methodist congregations that maybe they've decided to leave. When a United Methodist Church is going through the disaffiliation dilemma discussion, something that often happens is a sense of confusion and lack of clarity about process, about information. In this part of the conversation that we were able to have with Tanya and with Leslie, we explore a little bit about this matter, about how important it is to be very clear about the discipline, about to be very clear about process, and to be very clear about everybody to understand, because confusion becomes a real, consistent problem. So, Tanya, Leslie, speak to this, and Bishop Trimble responds to the matter of confusion during the disaffiliation dilemma conversation. Yes, so we were deciding to, the administration had decided to discern over the paragraph 2553. And we had a lot of talks of what that meant. And we had members, you know, answer surveys. But, you know, sometimes the questions may have not been the right questions for our congregation. And they um, proceeded with the discernment and the disability disaffiliation talks based on so far like 80% of the congregation said that they wanted to, you know, have the vote. That did not mean that 80% of the congregation wanted to leave the denomination. It's just that they wanted to have the vote so that they would have that say on how they, they wanted to proceed as a church. And there were a lot of talks of what, what we could be as a church if we weren't United Methodist. And, um, I just felt some members were just um, confused and with what was being presented to them. One of the consistent themes during this 
process, and I've talked with other bishops who experience one of the consistent themes has been confusion, confusion about what United Methodists believe or don't believe, confusion about what happens if you vote to disaffiliate or not, even confusion about what paragraph 2553 really said or really meant. So some congregations were making a determination to vote on something that they really weren't clearly, that wasn't clearly understood, which I think it to me is caused not to have a vote, but maybe to remain United Methodist and wait for general conference or wait for a period of time of discernment where you do have a clear understanding of what it means. It's also a, a clarion call for us to double down on our commitment to teach what United Methodists actually believe. What is Wesleyan theology? What does it mean to live in a church that, that believes in a heavy dosage of grace, understanding grace and practical theology and social witness and a commitment to prayer, a commitment to preaching from the scriptures that also applies to our everyday lives? So I think uh, there's a great common theme that the church has experienced, and that has been a certain level of confusion about what this really meant to vote to disaffiliate. Some some congregations really focus on owning their own property, when in fact, we all, all churches really own their own property and trust. So it's not a, that's not really something to me that reaches the level of one would want to necessarily disaffiliate for. So this is something that, you know, we're going to be living with for, for quite a while. And I think some of the dis, some of the disinformation has almost been codified or concretized in the minds of people in such a way that it, that time may not necessarily heal all wounds. One of the dilemmas of the disaffiliation dilemma conversation is trying to get your head around the impact of the results of a vote for disaffiliation, whether it be to remain in the United Methodist Church or to disaffiliate, it has tremendous impact on the life and ministry and influence of the church and the community. In this part of the conversation, uh, Reverend Tracy Leslie speaks to the impact that it has and to what can begin the process of sorting things out and what can be done next. And Bishop Trimble then responds to this, and we begin the shift the conversation a little bit towards understanding the impact of a disaffiliation vote and then what's next. Yeah, these are the churches that I, at least in my role, are most concerned about because, you know, there are churches where the vote was not even close. And and so once the people that wanted to disaffiliate, you know, a lot of times they just left and, and things kind of can, went back to normal, right? I mean, not that there wasn't pain in that, but, you know, but here in in churches like North Madison and other places that I'm aware of where the votes were really close, yeah, oftentimes a lot of people are lost, even if the vote doesn't pass, because as we've said, you need to hit not not 51%, but 66%. And uh, and so that's that's very difficult. Yeah, that's an understatement to say it's very difficult, and, and it has been very difficult. And as a bishop, it pains me to know that congregations now have been wounded in such a way that carrying on their ministry has been handicapped. You know, how do you pay for a full-time clergy 
person, if you have a full-time clergy person and, you know, two-thirds or 40% or 50% of your giving is no longer committed to supporting the church with their prayers, their presence, their tithes, and their witness. And so we are really discerning how we can best come alongside as an annual conference and also best resource. Our superintendents are really paying attention to those congregations, not not adding undue expectations upon congregations that have lost some of their leader, key leadership as well as their key financial support. We pray that we, we serve a mighty good God and a gracious God who can do anything but fail. So we are expecting that congregations will rebound to a certain degree and also continue to extend their witness in such a way that people that don't have a church may find a welcome place in many of our congregations across the state of Indiana. We're going to conclude this first part of our conversation around the disaffiliation dilemma in one local United Methodist Church, North Madison, UMC in Madison, Indiana. I hope you benefited from the conversation that we had around this conversation in part one, particularly about discernment and divorce. I think the the metaphor is appropriate when we talk about this decision, whether to separate from the United Methodist Church or to remain a part of the United Methodist Church. It's a painful decision. I know that you heard that in the conversation that Tanya Tanya Hess had, the, the devoted layperson from Madison North. We thank her so much for being a part of our conversation, as well as Reverend Tracy Leslie. And I think you also heard how Bishop Trimble really speaks poignantly to the situation at hand in this particular United Method Church, which certainly speaks to the to the uh, drama and the trauma that takes place, has taken place and continues to take place in many United Methodist churches. You got to go through the divorce in this process, unfortunately, in order to deal with the ramifications of ministry moving forward. I hope that you'll tune in for our part two of this series, our special part two, which is episode 94. We're going to talk about recovery and hope moving forward. If you allow me an analogy, divorce recovery and moving forward. And we're going to talk particularly about one important ministry that Madison North United Methodist Church had in their local community, which was impacted dramatically by this decision about the disaffiliation dilemma. I think you're going to find it very applicable to situations and missions and ministries and people in your local United Methodist Church. So if you're a local United Methodist Church uh, pastor or a devoted layperson, or someone who cares about doing mission and making an impact in the world, then uh, please share this this episode of To Be Encouraged, which we kind of understand the problem and try to sort out the actual granular details, as it were, of the conversation around disaffiliation and the dilemma it opposes. But our next episode, we're going to talk about next steps, about recovery and hope moving forward. Because here at the To Be Encouraged podcast, we're all about understanding and dealing with the real life issues that face the United Methodist Church. Sometimes they're really delightful and wonderful, and sometimes they're really, really tough, like this discussion around, around discernment issues and disaffiliation. 
This is as good a time as any to be reminded that the mission of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world and the purpose of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble is to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. We hope you join us next time here on To Be Encouraged. Until then, I am Reverend Dr. Brad Miller for Bishop Julius C. Trimble, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.